have a mouse today. Not happy about it. Tried to get it, but we have Bethany today. We have Bethany. Yay! Let's go. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching. This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. It's a great straw. It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> Long road. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm <laughs> down, Matt. But... Calm down. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken. We are live Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. How do you say it? Mayo. Mayo. I, I think our first show was actually on Cinco de Mayo. Our first actual show was last Friday. Right, but I think the date was Cinco de Mayo. Really? Yes. So uh, today is National Video Chicken Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three years and going strong. Let's celebrate. Um, joining me here at the table is Kristen, our chicken expert. Welcome back. She was on vacation all week. Uh, I'm glad you made it back in time. I really didn't think you were going to make it. I wasn't on vacation. I took she my was... mother to a funeral. You are such a good daughter. And yes, that is Ingrid behind the computer screen. Making sure everything looks good, sounding good. Hopefully, we don't have a repeat of last Friday. What a mess last Friday's show was. Yeah, and I think it, I think it threw you off a little bit. Oh, I was livid. Like, you, you guys know me. I don't yeah, you weren't, hide my emotions well, right? You weren't North Carolina mad like oh, usual. Oh, dude. I had to. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, we hey, did. Hey, what's up with the t-shirt? What? Is yeah, it? You're wearing the same t-shirt as me. Yeah, no. You're wearing the same t-shirt as me <laughs> because someone had to come in today. Did and those it, shirts get taken out of inventory? Oh, yeah. Of course. Some, hey, 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 hey. You can't take stuff out of inventory and not let people in the know. mic. In the mic, I want to. I want to hear. There she is. That is Ingrid. People. Everyone yelling at me so, already. Just so everyone knows, those beautiful shirts are available on the website to buy to purchase. Um, and stop taking stuff. Wait, wait, wait. What? Stop taking oh, stuff what? out of inventory. I, 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 I. They're on Stop the taking stuff out of inventory. See, You're in trouble. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I do love being in trouble. I don't know why I am you one of those You were just checking the system, weren't you? Checking the system. Yeah, the system's pissed. I <laughs> I knew there was going to be a day. And I knew I couldn't do it. So that's why I put you up to So it. you set me up. <laughs> wow. I knew there was going to come a day that I was going to be very proud of. And today maybe is that day officially that I'm not allowed to do anything in my own company. Nope. It's a, it's a huge compliment to, I think what we've created over the years and a huge compliment to you guys because you're doing what I ask of you guys. So I absolutely love it. You just like getting in trouble. <laughs> he, really he really does. Um, the little boy in him probably. So yeah, and if you were wondering who that other voice was, that was Nan over there yelling at us for taking stuff out of inventory. Yeah, so you decided to show up. In it a was gray and yellow. It, I didn't know that yellow. It's green. It's green. It was yellow. It, it was chartreuse. So we had to quickly, uh, I guess you wanted to be twinsies today, showing off one of my favorite shirts. The Carolina Coop shirt. Uh, or maybe it was an intentional. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was going to ask you that. And I actually did because I was like, oh, you got your clothes right there. You're just trying to mess with me already. No, I still have my dirty clothes in the car. 
from my trip to my mom's. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, so today, I am really excited. What is that supposed to mean? I am really, really excited about today's <laughs> I bet show. You do. In the green room right now is our dear friend. Gosh, maybe we met Bethany three years ago, four years she ago. She was like on our third God. podcast. Yeah, it might have been like, longer ago. Yeah, it was, she was on. If you are a fan of ours, you've watched our videos, you have definitely seen Bethany. Her yes. and I did a video together in Santa Fe, New Mexico on our first custom coupe we did there. And as soon as I got to meet her and talk to her, I was trying to reel her in. I was like, she would be fantastic to have on a video. She is so smart uh, when it comes to, and of course, I'm, I'm going to use all the wrong words, but she's very smart when it comes to growing things that grow green, right? Or maybe sometimes purple or orange, but growing plants, right? <laughs> yep. She is a horticulturalist, if uh -huh. I said that correctly. And I remember before we did the video, a million times I'm like, okay, how do I got I gotta say it? I gotta say it. She was actually helping me say it. So Bethany, you did a good job because so I can still say it right. So we have Bethany uh, from Environmental Harmony. Yes. Great name too. Yeah, this is a very exciting topic for me. I couldn't sleep last night. We're talking about gardening with chickens. Yes, I with chickens, for chickens. Yes, because we're going to touch yeah, on chickens. one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Gardening chickens. One of my favorite subjects about a backyard farm is putting the animals to work. Put them on payroll. They all have a job to do. And even, in my understanding, the plants have a job. There's just that companion planting. It's that a connection between every plant and whatever the animals doing their job that make it so that you don't have to work as hard if you set it up right. And Bethany, I'll never forget, she flew out to Michigan and, and did a job out there at one of our coops. And I still haven't been back out to do it. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So we're going to bring her in in about maybe five minutes or so, yep. ten minutes. So we got Bethany from Environmental Harmony. Um, again, oh. if you're just joining us, welcome uh -huh. to Video Chicken Live. It is May 5th, Cinco de... I'm going to keep saying, is it mayo? Mayo. It's mayo. Not, it's not I just I read, I read a, a joke <laughs> online, and it was that the it was a ship that was bringing mayonnaise to Mexico yes. sank, and I, was, I have de mayo in my mind now. Mm. Happy VCL day. Says so Mike how many Fox. years yes. have we been doing this? Is this one year, two years? Three years. Three years? This is season three. Nice. Wow. Nice. Look at it. We moved the lights over. Everything's looking good. I see Ingrid now. Isn't this so much better? Yeah. Um, hopefully. So what you can I can see my face when I'm mad now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I changed the streaming. I went back to the standard 720. I think that was what was glitching. And I also made sure the computer was charged all night. So that should make all the difference in the world. Uh, but anyways, guys, hopefully it sounded good, looking good. If you have any questions or comments, this you is the time. great. Awesome. Good. This, this is the uh, time you, to uh, ask about chickens chicken coops and especially if you're trying to grow something to benefit your chickens maybe for the ch chickens to benefit what you're growing that'll benefit you i, I really don't know uh one of the reasons why how to grow something with chickens because it's tough because they love to rip everything apart really oh, yeah oh, they, oh yeah they yeah, absolutely we sent some wire home with a customer to test out some preventive oh that's yeah, right yeah i always do that put a little wire yeah. around anything i want to like my we're all i got pictures it off. gotta gotta protect those roots so, uh, also, I was playing with the idea later today. Maybe I'll just wait till later today, but I'll just give you guys a heads up. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll see a post that will come out where we're going to have a little fun thing where I'm going to give away a free shirt. Whoever can guess. Muskrat. So, am I not even allowed to say it? No. Are the three <laughs> clues finished yet? Muskrat. Oh my God. All right, never mind. Just stop. <laughs> Stay tuned to Instagram later today. It's just something kind of fun and cool, but you know, I love giving and I thought it'd be fun. Everyone loves a free shirt. 
which we got to witness last Friday from uh, Emma, who uh, is one of our purchasing girls or the purchasing girl. We went to a rodeo and boy, did she work hard to get that shirt. She was the biggest fan in the crowd. So she even said today, she goes, you won't believe what people do to get a free shirt. <laughs> so what else is going on? Oh, I have, I don't know if I'm going to get muskrated on this. Yeah. And this is the only time I get to eat breakfast. We have one of the windows done for the window kit pack. Would you guys like to see it? Sure. Will it fit on the screen? Yeah, it's big. Why yes. Don't, why don't you tell people what you're doing? Yes, I'd like to see it. <laughs> so something I've been wanting to do for years, and I knew this was going to happen, and it, it's, you know, people are doing what I've said. I said, if you're not going to buy a coop from us, learn from us. I'm not asking you to call up for our plans, our recipe. I'm saying, listen to what we talk about and take that information and build your own coop. But... They're still going to end up being a customer because they're going to, you know, they've been buying the hap, they buy the water system. But what we're starting to sell and what we're going to make official on the website soon is our, I always call it a shed conversion kit. And it might still become that, but we have our window packs. Truth be told, there is no such thing on the market until now, a actual chicken coop window. And what does that mean? You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, oh, that's not true. I, you know, if there's one thing I've learned from building chicken coops, Anyone can build something that's beautiful. Anyone can build something that's functional. Bringing those two together mm -hmm. is where that's the secret. That's the sweet spot right there. We have finally built what we call a pre-hung chicken coop window. So it's beautiful. It functions perfectly and it's predator proof. And I have one of them sitting in our office and I thought maybe we could uh, show that on video chicken. Because, you know, we love our fans here. We love to kind of test, use them to test it out first to see what they say. They're not on the website yet. Oh, wait a minute. So speaking on the website, the T-shirts are on the website. Yeah, I just said that before. I know, but I asked to confirm and you you just completely, whatever, Matt. Can we bring up the website? I would love to see Let's them. Let's do a playback. I think she did confirm that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, let's do a playback. She did not confirm when I said, are you sure they're on the website? I, I know. Uh, why wouldn't I not be sure? Because I'm the one that puts them on the website. That's a, that's a ridiculous question. Matthew. <laughs> um, and I think so. We got pricing. People can buy it. There oh, there it is. God, it almost looks like we know what we're doing. Good almost. job, Ingrid. Almost. Do we, need, this one. do we need to mention I that <laughs> some of the, the profits are going to... Where are the profits? I think our, I think our profits are going to our like donated coops to different schools and prisons. And That's correct. Whatever, whatever. And That's it correct. and it says on that lovely page that I made that this is what you help build. You were the people that when you buy this stuff, you help us supply a, a, a county jail with a coop yep. or children in a school with a coop. Right. So I I, I yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you guys brought that up because. It, I think it's so important. I'm not in the business to make money off of T-shirts. Would I love people to buy our shirts and, and, and walk around proud with Carolina Coops on your back or on the front? Absolutely. And I, I'm not sure about that picture. That <laughs> I love that feel, picture. I'm sure you do. That makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But um, <laughs> this looks great. And, yeah, I want the proceeds to go to something good. It just There's no better feeling than doing something good for other people. And, you know, these schools have zero money or they're able to raise a little bit of money. But it is so important to get these chicken coops in front of these kids so it can change their life like it did for me and even in the prisons. Uh, what a difference it made. So, 
Yeah. Excellent. I love it. Yep. Well, that's my job. All right. Well, I <laughs> I imagine we're going to be talking a lot with Bethany, so we should probably go ahead and get started. If we can bring Bethany in. Yes, um, Bethany. It's been, right, I don't I know do. how, Hang on a second. I gotta how long since I've actually seen Bethany or talked to Bethany. I want to say it's been over a year, if not longer. Is I haven't code? seen Is Bethany since Mm-mm. Dried in Michigan. All right, you're going to have to scooch together. Let me do this every it's, time. I don't There's Bethany. So. There she is. Bethany, good afternoon. Well, at least good afternoon for us. How are you doing today? You got to scoot over a little bit. Oh, there we go. You got to unmute her. I did unmute. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, there we, go. we Thank hear you. you. How are you doing today, Bethany? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are so sweet and wonderful, and I love what you're doing with the t-shirts and donating coops to schools and prisons. Good on you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. it's so good to see you. I, I try to follow you and you are just all over the place, which I admire so much. You're, you're just living yeah. life the way we probably could learn from where it's not all about what you have in possessions, which we get hung up in, but you're out there adventuring, hiking, seeing things. And it's just so amazing. And you take the best pictures when you're showing off these things that you found. Oh, thank you. I, I really like photography and Instagram is certainly a fun platform for sharing adventures. So and the last few years have been nuts for me, for sure. So where are you right now? Right now I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Are you living there now? Yes. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have known. I was just in Nashville, Tennessee, not too long ago. Um, I, I, you know, the last I knew you were in, I think Colorado. I know you moved from Santa Fe. That's where we first met. You, yeah. So I moved to, I moved from Santa Fe and then I started environmental harmony in 2020 in Washington, DC. And that was wonderful. We did a lot of commercial green roofing jobs and we did that job with your company and dried in, which was so much fun. And that was more in the direction of where I wanted to go doing edible landscaping and that kind of thing, instead of being so involved in the commercial construction world. Um, then we took a job, uh, on the rim of the grand Canyon. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. That's the drive in Michigan job. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. Right. So again, thank you so much for being here. And, and folks, if you're just joining us, this is Bethany from environmental harmony. Uh, Bethany, and I, Bethany and I met when we were doing our first custom coop out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and she was the horticulturalist there. If I remember correctly, growing edible plants and foods for the homeowner. And she was even in, I finally had to break the ice. I was a little intimidated and she was in there doing something with, I don't know if it was microgreens or seeding or this and that, cloning, who knows what. But uh, it was just so much fun listening to her talk about it. And so then you started Environmental Harmony. And I love that term, edible gardening. Edible landscaping. Or, I'm sorry, edible landscaping. Edible landscaping. Nice. I do. Mm-hmm. So, Bethany, stuff. if you could, one of the things I remembered from uh, listening to you talk to our customer out in Dryden, Michigan was the bullseye gardening. I think you actually talked about it on one of our very first radio chicken shows. So I definitely want, if you could explain that concept of bullseye gardening. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I thought that I had come up with this idea in designing for clients and in my own plans for my like forever home. But after we talked about it on the last show I was on with you in like May of, 2020 
um, I remember one of the comments came back that that was already a thing that someone had conceived of like in the seventies or something. So <laughs> as with most ideas, not original, but um, basically the concept is just to utilize the chicken's uh, natural skill sets at scratching and clawing and also design um, their run to provide some of their food and what they need. So it's as low input as possible which is kind of what we're always going back to with permaculture design. Um, and that's the basis and foundation of my design methodologies are centered around permaculture and stacking functions and all of these uh, ways to combine value and to add value to the system but through intelligent design. So this essentially you're creating a series of runs in a bullseye formation. So your chicken coop is at the center and then they have a smaller perimeter run around that. So if you if you want to have them closed in there, you can certainly do so. Um, and then they have access through like a tunnel or channel to um, an outer run. And in the middle of those two runs, you've got your raised garden bed and your planters and all of that for your edible gardening. If you're factoring that into your, this is like for homesteading kind of small scale design. Although I think it would also be very effective on a large scale. Oh my gosh. Um, and then you could plant that outer run and sort of let those plants get established to provide um, food and shelter for the chickens in the long term. And once the chickens are in that outer run, you can utilize their predator instincts to protect your garden from pests and small rodents. Mm -hmm. The chickens, mm -hmm. you know, chickens have a need for meat as a part of their diet. And they get that a lot from insects if they're allowed to free range. Um, but they, I've seen my chickens destroy snakes and mice, anything that wanders into their purview, they're going after. So, you know, rabbits, slugs, all these things are commonly pests in the garden could be mitigated by the chickens presence in that outer run. And so I have dogs. So my, instinct is to have the dogs then protecting the outer run from the rest of, by by their presence on the rest of the property and it just works really nicely and you can let the chickens into that uh, middle run that has all of your garden stuff happening in it like in the fall they will just take down the soil they will turn your beds for you anything you're weeding can just be tossed over the fence into the interior run or the exterior run and it's just, it works so, so easily. So isn't that incredible? Yeah. Folks, I hope you're seeing um, Ingrid is right on cue. Like she was reading my mind, um, has brought up a well done picture on environmental environment uh, environmentalharmony.com of a bird's eye view of this bullseye gardening. And I just love this because again, I hope a lot of people are going, oh, my God, that just makes sense. You're mm -hmm. letting your chickens work for you. If you are having one of those debates with your significant other, whether to get chickens or not, here is another great tool to use to say, look at, look what the chickens can do for us. I mean, so I just absolutely love this where they can go around the outside and, you know, bringing me back to my bug guide days. We used to call that biological pest control. Yep. Absolutely love it, you know, because I'm not a fan of pesticides. I always, you always want to use pesticides as the last resort. But here, the chickens get to go in the outside circle, you know, where the double points are, right on the on the, on mm -hmm. the bullseye board, and 
get the crawling invaders, those crawling pests. And I mean, am I, am I crazy here? Isn't that just amazing yeah. how um, simple that and it's is? So it's nice to be able to see it. So well, if you're listening on the podcast, yes, check it out. Yeah, check out her website. The one thing yeah. I, I know I like to do is I have a big perennial garden that that is next to my chicken area, that the lower level. I don't have flat, so my bullseye is a little misshapen. But um, <laughs> but in it gets really weedy. So in the spring, the when the once the plants start getting established again, and the roots are there, I just let the chickens out there, and they'll also keep some of the more vigorous perennials from going out of control too but they really do my weeding for me and then I don't really have to worry about that garden but I close it off at certain times and I let them in at certain times that's so, great so yeah, folks if you're, if you're if you're just joining us we have we have Bethany from Environmental Harmony. She was just giving us the introduction to bullseye gardening. And of course, if you have any questions, especially to this subject, please leave them in the comment section. So Bethany, I would love, and if we can go back to Ingrid when you're ready to that bird's eye shot of it. So I don't know plants. I really don't. Can you tell us, can we work from maybe outside in? Can you explain? We to have another page that has this. Oh, of course we do. Okay. Because I know a lot of people are also going to be like, oh my gosh, okay, how do I do Wait, is that the Santa Fe coop? It is. Uh-huh. See? Oh, yeah. Because um, I want to do this here. So, Bethany, we got to figure out how I can get you out here to Raleigh, North Carolina. I want to do this in our front yard at the building and have a perfect example of it set up. And, of course, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I have no idea where to start and, and what to buy. So, that outside perimeter, it looks like a bunch of trees. Yeah, so my thinking, one of the big challenges with planting plants and food plants for chickens is that they're so uh, voracious in their eating, right? And they're scratching, they'll just destroy plants if they have access to them. But once the plants are fairly large and established, like the dried in install that we did, we, we dropped in like, I think it was 12 mature apple trees. And obviously that's on a scale that a lot of people is going to be inaccessible, like price point wise for a lot of people, but you can do the same sorts of things by protecting the plants. And with the outer perimeter being planted, that gives you the freedom to close off that space until the plants are developed. Alternatively, I think a lot of, you know, smaller plants, vining plants, annual plants, like chickens love cherry tomatoes. Um, so some of the designs and projects that I've done since meeting you guys and working with you, we've done a lot of people and chickens love cherry tomatoes. So sometimes people will have tunnels that run from their chicken runs out into like a protected forest area. If hawks are a big issue in their, their region, um, or, you know, birds of prey coming in and killing the chicken flock, they'll, they'll have a tunnel run into like a shaded forest area. So the birds aren't visible from aerial predators. And those tunnel runs are a really fun way to incorporate like vining plants, cherry tomatoes, passion fruit, depending on your growing zone. There are so many options and those can be planted on the exterior. So the chickens don't have access to the plant itself, but can still benefit from the plants offerings essentially. Okay. So, I, so I, I wish I had my mouse with me. I had to actually I make a sign for Ingrid. I, know, I'm sorry. I need, pre-made signs for Ingrid. Um, all right. So we're, we're on the outside and you mentioned apple trees. And I think you said that they're expensive. Well, she's well, put a lot in dried in. Apple trees. Yeah. yeah. 
is certainly expensive. I'm, I think that most people could afford to go buy a couple of young apple trees and then you might need to protect them with uh, mesh until they get to a substantial size. Um, but I was just mentioning that in the Dryden install we did in Michigan, we, we, we dropped in like 12, I think, mature apple trees. Oh, wow. The other and those thing, are going to be totally safe from the chickens. Yeah. The other thing, too, is what I noticed being from New York and then moving down here is that most of the apple trees that I planted don't do well because it's not cold here long enough. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. the great part of permaculture that Bethany promotes is that you kind of just find what grows in your area, and which is why when people like like in the desert or out west would say like well what could i put my chicken room like i don't know because i don't know what grows in the desert and i don't know what grows here and there bethany does exactly but that's mm -hmm. what i mean it's, it's it's important to find out what will do well especially for something that's a perennial or that's a tree or something because i've spent believe me i've spent money on apple trees and cherry trees they don't do well here in the south right. so yeah, i can I, I, I can see the comments already hmm. one of the first things people always like to say that chickens can't eat is apples. So I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So we got these apple trees growing around the outside perimeter. My understanding is, correct me if I'm wrong, that when those apples fall, that's a food source for the chickens, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also a food source for a lot of insects that are a food source for the chickens. Yes, okay, love that. But I can, I can hear it and see it already. People are going to start screaming, no, 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 don't let your chickens eat apples. It's the seeds that supposedly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bethany, the seeds are not supposed to be good because they're supposed to have like traces of arsenic. Is that correct? Yeah, I've heard that for human consumption as well. Yeah. And I think we discussed this when I was on the show before, but I have chickens. We give them all of our food scraps. They love the apples. I have never seen them have any problem eating apples. And if they aren't supposed to eat the seeds, I trust that they won't eat those seeds. And if they're going to eat the seeds, I don't want them in my flock. Thank you. <laughs> it's that brutal, simple. But you want to have, you want to select for intelligent and resilient creatures in your flock, right? I love it. Apps. Little, little nod to Darwin there. For yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just that simple. So thank you for saying that because I, I can hear it already. The YouTube chicken police that know everything. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen that. Chickens are pretty smart. Yeah. And they know what not to eat. And I love, too, when we had Dr. Crespo on. It was fascinating when she said how chickens really love the texture of certain foods. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. Okay, so we're going to grow some apple trees uh, around the outside perimeter. However, here in Raleigh, where, as Ingrid was just saying, it's just too darn hot. And I know where I come from in upstate New York, that seems That's to be apple place. country. Um, what yeah. would you recommend for us here, people in the southeast, if you will, in a, in a, a, a is this a zone 10 seven, B? Seven, okay, B. See, I don't know. Seven, oh, there seven. is a B. There's B. A, yeah, but she had a list, uh, yeah. a list of uh, recommended plants, which is really, really nice to have. So if you want to bring that yeah, back up. reference that list. And just off the top of my head, I mean, elderberry is a beautiful, you know, mid-level shrub that, that does well in this region. I think we're pretty much in the same zone where I yeah. am in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and I grew up in the Midwest in Bloomington, Indiana, and I have helped with some farm design in that area. And I've, I've been really shocked by how well blueberries do, and they get to be a pretty pretty good size as a shrub. So that could be something in a perimeter run that you probably would want to keep the chickens away from initially. But once they're established, I mean, that could be a good way to incorporate some food crops into your chicken system. 
Yeah, my chickens, much- my chickens love not only the blueberry berries, whether they're blue or not, but also uh-huh. the leaves. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, and they jump for them, don't they? They do. They actually jumped on my green cone to get higher up to get some of them, some That's of the smart, smart ones. See, and what a great boredom buster, if you will. You know, it's just, I mean, it's great to let your chickens free range, which will eliminate boredom. But just then, again, you're giving them something to do. I just absolutely mm-hmm. love it. So elderberry, blueberries, and again, I don't have my mouse. It's driving me nuts. I want to scroll up and down. So yeah. you're saying, okay, we have a list on environmentalharmony.com. Yes, and so bar- people are asking about it. Exactly, website. and I saw those questions. So mm-hmm. please, you can go there, and, and someone did ask if we can leave a link. I will on the show notes when I get there. All right, perfect. All right, slow down, slow down. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you got a list of all kinds of recommendations. but She's it just can, reading faster than you. And it can depend on your zone. And, oh, oregano. Okay, so we got, and I'm picturing a lot of tall plants. Is that all we're going to grow is some type of tall plant, tall tree in the outer? Or I no, see. So the way that I laid out this list is um, in the permaculture method of sort of food forestry. You're working in layers and levels of the forest um, system. So you've got your ground covers, your mid level shrubs, your tall upper level plants, and then your vining plants that crawl up those upper level plants. Um, so this is all stuff that you could implement in the outer run. And depending on the size that you can make the outer run, you know, it could be very extensive, which would also benefit the ultimate health of that system because the more space the chickens have to free range and migrate, the less damage they will do to one individual plant. And you're going to have to, you know, kind of experiment with these things. Like I love to use sort of aggressive herbs um, around the the interior chicken coop and house just because that those deter pests and i've heard people come back on that and say oh my you know rodents maybe love to get into their herb garden i'm not so worried about that i just don't want insects mites and and bugs in the chicken coop you know so i've utilized those herbs like mint mint i cannot stop the mint from taking over the garden if the chickens can keep the mint at bay, I feel like that's a pretty good compromise there. So, well, okay, so I, I, I got to ask you, and yeah, I'm going nuts over here because I don't have my mouse. What a day not to have my what mouse. What happened to your mouse? It's wooden. I think it's sabotaged by Ingrid, quite it's honestly. Right here, but it's not connected. I can throw I it to you. I'd love to throw it. Toss, toss give me, it. Give me your best shot. Toss it. No. You won't hit me. You, you'll miss. Give no. me your best shot. I, I'm not doing it. Come on, do it. This looks expensive. It's an apple one. What are you going to do? It's worth it. You Ready? think you I think she can like hit me? You guys liked each other more last time I talked. To <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year. I've been years. with him for seven years, Bethany. It's taken its toll. Yes, and we got we love Do you and want adore. Me to toss? Me. Yeah, throw it to me. I, no, hit seriously. me, hit me. I was I a catcher. Wanna, just, Come on. All right, all right listen. Um, good shot. All right, so. <laughs> When it comes to, okay, we're going to set up this bullseye gardening. And is do you have a number in your mind when you talked about the uh, tax that the chickens could put on that outside area? You know, when we talk about if you are not going to let your chickens free range, I always refer to the industry standard, 10 square feet per hen in the run. Do you have that number for this bullseye gardening? Like, you know, how many square feet per hen when it comes to that outside layer? I think because there are so many layers, I don't have a specific number and this can be so malleable. I mean, this design could, could be adapted to fit really any landscape and any homestead condition. Like as a, for instance, um, I've, I'm working in construction more now than landscaping, still doing remote jobs and soil analysis and stuff. But as I've gotten really inundated with 
the construction industry. I've started to collect ideas for the house that I'm planning to build in a couple of years here. And my plan is to have a large greenhouse off of my kitchen that I can just walk into where I will have all of the perennial plants that I want to use regularly in my cooking throughout the year. So I don't have I like to like, shoot on or anything. And then I'm going to have my chicken coop back up to my greenhouse so that they have that symbiotic relationship where they're like co-heating the spaces. And I will actually have my nesting boxes accessible from the greenhouse. So I don't even have to go outside to collect my eggs in the morning, which will leave not a full area for like a completely surrounding bullseye garden, but I will still do the, the second secondary run initially outside the coop, then the garden space outside of that. And then a further exploration, like wilderness space for the chickens surrounded by essentially where my dogs will be. And that sounds so amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I think it really can be super adaptable and you're already working with that inner run space. And that's where I would really factor in um, this, the space that the chickens need bird per square footage, because let's say for the first three months that you plant your exterior perimeter run, you want those plants to be getting established and developed before you're going to let unleash the chickens on them. So the chickens are going to be like confined to that interior run during that time. Yeah. Bethany, we had a comment that I have to I have to say. So Simon says an anagram of Bethany Latham is healthy bantam. So I just just so you know, an anagram of your name is healthy bantam. Wow. That's pretty smart. I I don't know what an anagram is. It's just moving the letters around. Rearrange the letters. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Did you know that? I did not. I've never heard that. That is so chickeny. Yes. Well, this is, to our fans. Yes, this is, this is, you, you know what? Give that guy, that is awesome. Give that guy a shirt or whatever he wants. Or person, person, sorry. Simon. Uh, sorry, I'm just, jeez, I'm going to get in trouble. That, that's good. He, that person took the time and. Uh, to I rearrange mean, her letters. Fact check it first. Make sure we didn't miss anything. But if so, that, that, I, this is why I love our audience. That is awesome. Uh, very good job, Simon. So now you also mentioned something where my ears perked up. You mentioned, um, plants that are pest prevention that's another question we get all the time and i just wanted to touch a little bit more on that what are your like top three top four if you had pests and what kind of pests are we talking rats mice and does uh, that really work right i mean talk a little bit more about that please yeah i have noticed it working just on my in my home coop when i was in santa fe i had my own chickens and i have noticed a, a decrease in insects in the general area like surrounding the coop. I planted mint because it's so aggressive and oregano, if you can protect it till it's like pretty well established also ha- developed a pretty staunch underground root system from my experience. So I use those two. And I also just love to, to utilize those um, in cooking and fun drinks and the chickens <laughs> love to eat the bits, but I kept those like outside of the chickens purview. And then they, they bush up and they, the chickens will reach through the fence and, get some and they seem to really enjoy it. Uh, but I did notice that there weren't so many bugs coming into the, the area and you know, chickens love to eat bugs. So it's kind of a toss up. I think it's just a fun way to give the chickens a treat to make the area smell really good to incorporate some culinary herbs and maybe to additionally keep some pests out of your coop. We- I try, I try to plant stuff in, um, in the predator apron. Oh, so that's sometimes a good idea. I'll take like a, a a a piece of oregano or something that I've uprooted 
and try to, but it, mine's stacked up so high, so it's kind of hard to find the predator apron so buried, but try to protect it with the predator apron to get it to grow there. Um, I've done that with comfrey and stuff, although comfrey, you can just bury a giant root and it, it'll pop up again. Um, you were mentioning something. I didn't get a chance to find out why, but you were not happy with your hops for some reason growing at your coop. And I thought you loved it. And then I, I do love it. I love hops because of the shade and how nice it looks when it grows, but it was getting everywhere. And I, and it's very hard. It's very hard to get rid of. It's very hard to keep in check. So what we did was we, I, I'm still pulling it out. I'll be pulling it out for years, but I, um, Sounds we, like you should start making beer, Ingrid. Well, I have <laughs> potted some up for you, Nan, so don't worry. It's coming here. You're the best. Um, <laughs> but I found that the grapes, the muscadine grapes, which grow well in you know in North Carolina because that's where they're from, I think, um, that is also offering quick shade, so I don't have to put a shade cover on my coop now, and the 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 chickens and us will be able to eat the grapes and stuff. So so for us, it was a better choice. Yeah. Um, than the hops. Oh. I just don't have the kind of room for that. It's uh, it's almost like growing like loofah. It's like, is this going to take down my entire setup here or not? I have no idea what you guys are talking oh, about. the loofah, yeah. my neighbors oh. just took over Yeah, I, so 50 square feet. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, the, the hops is coming up everywhere. So I, I did actually save some in a pot to cover. But yeah, just be aware of that. But that might also be this climate. So if you guys are just joining us, we are live. Cinco de Mayo. May 5th, we are live. We have Bethany from environmentalharmony.com here. She is a horticulturalist expert. And if you have any questions about growing something that'll benefit your chickens, now is the time to ask. I really love this concept of bullseye gardening. I just love when the animals on the farm, on the homestead, or even in your backyard have a job to do. And even if it's just going out there and eating the ticks, eating the bugs, and of course they got a job to provide you breakfast. It just, I absolutely. It's been almost 10 years since any of us have had a tick at my house. Wow. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because ticks are. And I, do chickens eat ticks? I don't know. I thought guineas I were, were good for that. Well, yeah. guineas are really good at eating ticks. Why? I don't know. We should actually and ask. I, I also wonder if uh, God, they, they're mention. eating the termites around the house because uh, I, I don't know they they could if they kick over a log and the termites happen to be yeah. there but the yeah. termites here are subterranean so it, it'd oh, be okay. really hard for them to get All down right. i was into. hoping they could do that too but to i mean pesticides. i imagine i don't think they're gonna be like oh you're a tick i'm not gonna eat you today uh, <laughs> i'll let my buddy guinea over there eat it because she's a guinea hunter or whatever but but guineas are known to be notorious for really hunting out uh ticks yes. which i think is yeah. awesome but so we were just talking yeah. about the biological pest control yeah guineas so are, are possums oh yeah oh yeah possums are actually an incredible beneficial i don't even want to call them a pest but you know what i'm yeah. saying they actually do a lot of good. So I know, so we have Bethany here. We, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to get through the questions and comments. I love that all the questions and comments are coming in. If you don't have any questions or comments, please give us a wave. Let us know where you are watching yeah. us from. I love the list of plants because yeah. that's, if you're just starting out, you just don't know where to start. So just having that organized list of plants is really helpful. And of course, cross-reference those plants with your gardening zone if you Perhaps you could grow these as an annual and replant right. them every year, bring them into your garage. I don't know. And also try to pick native plants, too. I'm right. sure Bethany would agree. It's right. part of permaculture is to try to do as much native plants as possible than cultivars that aren't native. Yeah. Is Bermuda grass native? Oh, my God. Bermuda grass is the devil. I love 
Bermuda grass. That you, do you know how you get rid of Bermuda grass? You Chickens. We're, oh no, I love Bermuda grass. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so, and just a little pro tip at uh, VCL. If you put in, if you have a question, yes. type real big question. Here we go. Here's a question for you, Bethany. What can I give as a dewormer when pumpkin isn't in season? Hmm. So hold on. Pumpkin is a natural dewormer. Pumpkin seeds, isn't it? The pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pumpkin seeds. I'm not sure. I mean, you could always save seeds. I would imagine they would like retain some of the same properties for at least a portion of the season. Maybe something or from the pumpkin can... plant family, if there's such a thing. Yeah, like our yeah. gourds, mm -hmm. squash. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's an answer. You can also sure buy. That... Can buy yeah, you may know more about the same grid. Do you know if like cucumbers have the same would have the same effect, or summer squash or zucchini? I'm not sure, but I'm they are all in the same family. I, I don't. I mean, and I don't know that I would trust just pumpkin seeds as. I mean, yes, it's a natural dewormer, yeah. but if you have worms, you might want to treat no that. Idea. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, all that kind you of stuff. You could try grape seed extract as well. I would dilute that. But I give that to my dogs as a natural dewormer and it works really really well oh, and that's something you'd have to purchase i'm not sure that you you know grow enough grapes to <laughs> make your own grape seed extract or that that would be like time and money wise to try to do but <laughs> we have another yeah. question what sprouts are useful like buckwheat and cow peas cow peas um, definitely i um, mean that you know a lot of those i would go with things that are going to be fixing nitrogen in your soil you. but again you're going to you're going to need to protect that for a time. And that could be a really fun experiment to, to um, like broadcast nitrogen fixing legume seeds in the, the outer run if you're going with the bullseye method and then let your chickens go in there and take it down just as a huge healthy treat a couple times a season. It would be really great for the, the soil as well. Yep, I do that in a, there's a garden bed that I have that I grew brassicas. So I grew like, um, bok choy and kale and stuff and then it started to bolt and I just let the chickens in there and they just decimated it. And that's what I was growing it just for them but I I have to like right. put deer netting around it uh -huh. until it gets nice and big and then they can have at it right. I just want to let everyone know Matt has his mouse ready oh, but no. but then I noticed I think Ingrid was messing with me pretending that I was working while she was over there and she, oh yeah. no it's it's no I don't have it it, it's it, not because it's not you have to go to the yeah okay all right all right i'm oh, sorry well and i am sure well, wow yeah if we could all right so um <laughs> uh, bethany is this something i i know you're got to be extremely busy but you know we got to definitely talk would you be willing to come to north carolina and we do a project together for uh the bullseye gardening you know i would love no that's not it hold on um, I would love to do something here at the shop. I think that would be a lot of fun. Can you imagine going to a, an industrial park oh, yeah. type area? And you might as well oh, duplicate yeah. that at house at your house too. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that because I don't want people to think, oh. Um, but yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Um, at, now, at the there... very least, I can design it. I'm not. I'm not so involved in the installs right now. I'm building an eighty million dollar, thirty six unit luxury apartment building in Nashville right now. That is taking almost all of my time, but I'm still doing a lot of remote design work and soil analyses is kind of the way that I've started to direct environmental harmony. Well, I'm going to bribe you to come out and help us with that. It'll be so much fun. Now, the yeah. other thing that has become very popular, especially during COVID uh, for whatever reason, but ducks and uh, goats, 
are becoming very popular. Is there any mm -hmm. part in bullseye gardening for other animals, and, and especially like bees? I imagine bees got to be very beneficial. Oh, yeah. Man, those are all things that I plan to definitely raise on my future homestead. And the goats, you know, goats are, are very destructive. They love to to take down and clear and that that is wonderful and they're like the first animal that i would probably introduce into my system just to clear out thickets and brambles and all of the the undergrowth that it's like takes over the midwest we have the the invasive honeysuckle everywhere i imagine that goats would be fairly effective in clearing some of that out uh, blackberry brambles you know all the bramble berries that tend to take over especially like if you go to the pacific northwest that's a huge huge issue Bring in the goats. What and kind of I goats? Can... Do you know? I haven't raised goats okay. myself. I, I was just curious. I don't Any know either. Goat. They're all the same. Okay. I mean, okay. They're not I all the same, them. but you put goats somewhere, they're clearing it. I mean, my Angora goats were great at that. Nigerian goats are great at that. Um, I can't wait to have goats down here in, yeah. in North Carolina. My friend had some goats that were uh, very easy to manage because they birthed their own and were very resistant. Mm -hmm. They were sold for meat. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, with that, it just depends on what your goals are. Like, do you want to make goat cheese? Do you want to have milking goats? Do you want to deal with horns? Do you or, want yeah. to have your goats for their fur? Pets. Like, what does your property look like? So now, pets or meat or... And then yeah. what about ducks? Yeah. Can ducks be a part that's beneficial to bullseye gardening? I have heard so many mixed reviews on ducks. I would definitely like to try incorporating ducks into a system. And ducks need water. You know, and ducks need protection from predators as well. So they could work very well in a bullseye system as long as you had that exterior perimeter run large enough for them to have a pond and an island in that pond, ideally. That's um, my dream. Then... I can't wait to do that. Yeah. So yeah. we have some questions coming up that we definitely want to uh, slide okay. in. Darshell right up there at the top there. Can you feed chickens black oil, sunflower, wild bird seed? I'm sure that you can. I'm sure. You, I hope so because I do. <laughs> yeah. And you, you'll find those sunflower seeds in a lot of um, scratch mixes. Yeah. Some yeah. of the higher end scratch mi mixes have that. I, I buy that. I buy like a bag of just black oil sunflower seeds, especially during the molting season because they're high in protein. Mm. But I do throw them out there just to give the squirrels something to do so they don't yeah. go in my coop. And with, an, with anything, I mean, we talked about grubs last week. You know, within reason. I mean, come on, let's have some common sense. Don't feed them only black oil sunflower seeds. Right. right. That's also such a great plant to plant on the outside of a perimeter run, unlike mm -hmm. your south side. So pretty, it, like provides shade. That's one of the things we planted a lot of um, in the Michigan install we did in combination with you guys in your beautiful coop up there. Was we planted, like the coop run was basically full south exposure and got super super hot and bright in the evening so that that front bed that we planted on the outside of the coop was just all filled with sunflowers and i also haven't been back i would love to see pictures of what that landscape looks like now we yes. planted a lot of like butterfly bushes and um what was the the main plant it was a gosh it's totally slipping my mind right now I'll have to think of it. I think I probably put it on my plant. Oh, service berry. Oh, yeah. We did a ton of service berry shrubs. So those should, you know, they'll flower. It's going to be, a, that garden should be like seasonally gorgeous. Every yeah, let's get season some and also. Yeah, updated no, pictures. Yeah, we, well, we got to go out there. Yeah. I, I, it's something that's on my to-do list. And COVID just 
made a curveball, but things are slowly coming back to normal. And that is something I think we should definitely do. I just know Bethany's so yeah. busy. I, I don't want to do it without you. That's for sure. Uh, I see there's some more questions coming in. Uh, so Joel asks, in your bullseye design, how do you keep chickens from devouring your garden zone? You would need to separate that zone. So basically the way that I've designed it is you have a tunnel where you, and this could look so many different ways based on how you want to build it or what your design desires are. But you'd have a channel connecting yes. them from the inner zone to the outer zone and then gate systems that would allow you to open up that inner, that, that middle edible zone um, and let them into that space like in the fall when you're ready to, to clear your garden beds out. Yeah, so, so they wouldn't have access to that all the time. Yeah, the other thing I love about this reminds me when I used to grow coral. I could do a complete water change in a fish tank without getting my hands wet. It's just flipping a couple valves. In this case, it's just opening up and closing a couple doors. Yeah. And boom, your chickens are off to work. And I just, you know, in the off-growing season, you just let them go in there. Um, I noticed, Bethany, that my Ingrid, all right, slow what? down, hunt. You're I, all, I got to get my mouse working. Um, in that picture that we're looking at right now, I noticed that the inner circle, uh, where the growing the plants and vegetables for human consumption is, in, it appears to be like sectioned off raised garden business and that. One of the things I want to ask you, Bethany, and we did a show you know, months ago talking about something that I didn't know was a thing, and it's to till or not to till. You know, I know a lot of people are big on not tilling. Is it, would you recommend doing a raised garden bed like this? Like what we're seeing, or is this, I'm sure just, you know, an illustration to get an idea. But if it was you, you know, okay. would would you do a non-till area and grow? I would personally, um, because I know it's something that I'm really invested in. When you're doing a no-till system, you typically, from what I've seen, you're combining that with like a deep mulch kind of back to Eden method. Um, to, for weed prevention, and you're building the soil over, you know, a long, a longer span of time. Like the rental home that I live in now in Nashville, because I just moved here for work. Um, it, I have three raised garden beds in the backyard that I had my fiance build us, and I wanted to do raised beds here for a multitude of reasons. But it's, it's easy, it's fast. I can go buy organic soil or get organic soil and manure from farms. And I know that it's good. I don't have to do soil testing on a property that I don't own. I'm not going to be building soil long-term here because I'm not going to be living here for, you know, more than the extension of my lease. And I can also take these beds and the soil with me if I want to, when I go. And I had, I had my fiance build them on uh, legs. So they're like four feet tall because we have a, a seven month old Bernese mountain dog, great Pyrenees puppy who destroys everything. <laughs> so Again, I think it just depends on your goals and your space. But once I'm on my forever land, I will totally be doing no-till methods, building soil, deep mulching, and all that good stuff for like a longer-term vision. Are you doing any no-till? Are you still till like uh, at your place? Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm all back to Eden, mulching, no-till. We've never, we don't till, we don't. We just built soil. That's why I said I don't grow a garden. I, we built soil, and then the garden came. Yeah, see, I love that because mm -hmm. one of the things about gardening that I hated was the tilling and going out and had to weed it. You know, well, we still have to weed, unfortunately. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, I mean, we, we pile. I mean, there's, a, there's always – I had a neighbor say he comes over with his kid to see the chickens, and he just happened to say to my husband, he's like, 
so do you always have like a pile there? Because we have this giant pile of wood chips and it's like, mm, pretty much, sorry guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. here's some chickens to look at for your kid. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we it, it's, it's constant weed control, but um, North Carolina is all red clay and now yeah. we can actually stick a shovel anywhere on our property and plant, which yeah. we couldn't do before. Yeah, it's so, taken yeah. me years. I've done the same. Just by getting those mulch piles mm -hmm. and not doing anything with them, maybe flattening the top a little bit. <laughs> and next thing you know, you've got <laughs> soil over time. Yeah. It's it's great. It, it definitely get the... What is it that you want, Matt? There's people that have questions. Yeah. I just want to make sure you And get... going back to that last question, I just wanted to also mention that you can put wire around young, tender plants. Oh, like we do in the lobby here. Yes. yes. And I just showed you a picture from a customer that came by, got some scraps um, to, to try out. And, and I know Ingrid does this too. Mm -hmm. I do this. You know, to just protect your tender plants until they get established. I, I do that with my vines, mm -hmm. you know, just to, Definitely. especially if I'm growing vines to protect the chickens from the, the setting sun coming from the west in the summer. An annual vine right there is going to be really helpful to give them some shade. I mean, that sun is, is brutal here mm -hmm. once we get the late summer. So specific yeah, planting for the seasons is important too. Go ahead, Bethany. Oh, I was just, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, good. <laughs> so awesome. there's questions up. One of, oh, I'm sorry. One of them was about olive oil. There olives. They can they eat can olives? Can chickens eat olives? Do they want I haven't, olives? I've never fed my chickens olives because I eat them myself. I'm not just <laughs> rich with olives over here, but. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got olives to throw around? Mediterranean climate, you could have your chickens eat olive trees. So I think the answer really is, and I, I think we all agree, that just let your chickens eat whatever they want to eat, except for moldy bread. I mean, right. that's the only thing or that I... Or anything moldy. That, that's yeah, that's I mean, the point that yeah, I'm trying... That, that's why I don't do worry these about things. It. What? Other chickens also is kind of weird. Oh, we do I it. Think. It's I think. weird. Or did but... I say that? No, we just yeah. gave them some chicken wings the other night. They were left over. They absolutely love it. Uh, but th that's the reason why I always bring up the food thing because we get asked this all the time. Yeah. We can't answer that question enough, yeah. and, and it is a hot topic. Yeah, along that same line, Bethany, is there any plants that you would not plant around chickens because chickens would eat yeah. it and die? Mm, that's <laughs> a good question. I was, I was just thinking this. This is unorthodox, and I'm sure that people out there are going to freak out when they hear this, but I actually incorporate plants that are poisonous to chickens into my chicken landscape designs for um, perennial aesthetic beauty, like um, hellebores. They're oh. a toxic plant. Don't go near them. And I have beautiful flowers in the early, early wee months of February. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, obviously some people aren't going to be comfortable with that, but the chickens, like daffodils, people always say daffodils are poisonous to chickens. I'm like, let's load up that perimeter run with daffodil bulbs and have gorgeous flowers and habitat for bugs and little rodents that the chickens will want to eat. And the chickens aren't going to touch them. Chickens are more intelligent, I think, than we give them credit for. Thank you. Okay. So you Thank haven't you. had any problem with those specific plants? No. Okay. No, not at all. I, I wouldn't think that you would. And those are a yeah. couple of my favorites too, because the early spring plants, when they start to bloom, it just gives me so much hope and excitement for Definitely. the coming year. So much joy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really haven't had any problems. And my, my whole family raises chickens. So my dad and his wife have a huge garden system. I did a video on the Environmental Harmony YouTube channel of the, like a little tour of their chicken coop. 
and uh, the, you know they have let their chickens free range all over their yard. They have fox gloves, and they live in a really tough area for deer. Deer are like a massive problem on their property. So my stepmom has spent a lot of time picking plants that are also deer resistant, and the chickens don't touch them. Hmm. And they've got a beautiful garden. Yeah, well, so that's that... interesting because that's another challenge is keeping your chickens out of your garden. So um, I think there's a place for that. I mean, we focus on chicken-friendly plants, but, you know, the deer-resistant, chicken-resistant plants, uh, there's definitely a place for that in, in your garden. Yeah. Because we don't want our gardens, as chicken owners, we don't want our yards or our gardens to look bare because they ate everything, right? I mean, we don't mm. want to be yeah. that neighbor. So, yeah, you that, know, that, that's, that's, that's a, a great question that. and a great point. I can see mm -hmm. the comments already. People are going to be yelling at us I don't know. Um, about that. But I think I, we the, presented that pretty well. It, oh, beautifully. That's yeah. what I that's, you know, again, <laughs> this is why I do this. And I want people to understand chickens are a lot smarter than we think. What do you and think, they, Ingrid? I see you thinking. <laughs> uh -oh. I see you thinking. Well, I have some I have like here. There's, this is a picture of this, the side of my house where this is what we call yeah. the lower level of the chicken area. Yeah, and you can mm -hmm. see the metal roofing of the chicken coop back there. It's yeah. hard to see because it's so lush. But that was the hops so that we beautiful. thank you that we took out. And um, there's hardy kiwi. There's berries in there. There's mm -hmm. and we have some netting over. So um, there's another where you, I think you can see the uh, netting over a portion, right? Yeah, yeah. So and that also goes out to the perennial garden, which I let them. So they have these different levels where we let them out and different things that they can eat but I had to close off mm -hmm. part where I'm like seeding all my uh part of it where I'm seeding a bunch of um perennials and annuals this mm -hmm. season so you just have to like keep them out of that area but they still have other areas and of course they want to go back into that area like because I let them in there in the winter but I was like nope now it's closed <laughs> so you can kind of direct them so Laura has have a you noticed plants that you plant in your perennial area that they specifically uh, will avoid, but that they can, you know, be allowed to be around. Like I know with my, with my dad and his wife, it's been like foxglove and these other plants that have like toxic oils. So the deer won't eat them. The chickens will also just leave them. So they don't like poppies, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I mean, there's some things that like for us, the deer seem to like break all the rules here and we just <laughs> use the motion sensor sprinklers which always get me too at dusk but we have the motion that's the only thing we've been able to do to keep the deer off our property oh, really? um but they haven't been uh, a big 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 problem yet um but i've noticed that like in the perennial garden the goldenrod just comes up so thick that they they're not able to like there's certain things that they're not just able to destroy and certain things they I love can't. that yeah. You mentioned comfrey earlier too. I mean, oh, comfrey is so such comfrey. a great medicinal. You can make so much like amazing comfrey compost tea just by pulling it up and like soaking it in water forever for your garden. And chickens love it. It's so good for them. Mm -hmm. And if your chickens aren't decimating your comfrey, I think that's a great plant to have in that exterior perimeter run. Because you you know, you want to have that constant food source for them. Yeah. And doesn't I, that has a lot of protein and it yeah. brings nutrients up from deep in the soil roots. right yeah it with has their a tap big, roots big tap root it's there's easy a lot to grow, of benefits and it's um i find me personally was that the chickens ate the comfrey more in the winter when there was less green mm -hmm. because it'll still grow mm -hmm. like in the wintery months maybe not january but 
it will be growing in like February and stuff like that. It'll be the first thing to come up. And they'll eat that when there's not a lot of other stuff around. Which but, is why yeah. they like chickweed. That grows mm-hmm. here in the winter. Mm-hmm. They love that. Mm. All right. So I just wanted to make sure if you guys are just joining us or have a question, the website is environmentalharmony.com. And you can go there and we'll have a link in the post show or whatever Ingrid does mm-hmm. after the show. So you can go check it out. All kinds of great information, especially about the bullseye yeah. gardening. I just absolutely yeah. love Garden it. Garden layouts, There's so many questions. There's so many questions. I got to get, okay. What do you uh, want? What do you want? Well, well, I want my mouse to work. Well, well. you don't have that. All right, so yeah. scroll up and then, <laughs> no, 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 you Windows people. Up is that way. Oh, oh you're kidding. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Ingrid's farm is amazing, Ralstead, and if you guys were enticed, I'm sure, by that beautiful photo. Thank you. I interviewed she and her husband, Sean, on episode four, I think, of the Environmental Harmony podcast. Yeah, it was early. So you can go listen to that <laughs> to, to find out all of the inner workings of her beautiful oasis there yeah, in Raleigh. it is incredible. Thank you, uh, What Ingrid is doing there is- We did, uh, you did a, I we know. did a YouTube And we really need to do a real good well. one out there, because what she's doing is unbelievable at her yeah. home. And again, what I love so much about it is, to me, that's the future. And I know I don't want to get Small into all scale, that. Small scale, big scale, right. just start. Yes, you know, just and start. it just agree. exactly. Yeah. And it might come to a point that it's going to be needed, and you it's know, good it, for your health. It, yeah. oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. it's, it's coming to that point. I think. Why yeah. not Thank like you. have some food resilience? If everyone raised chickens and yep. grew some plants in their yard, we have more lawn space in America than. It's like 18 times the size of Yellowstone National Park. So wow. that's also habitat for wildlife, for insects, yeah. just on and on. The benefits are unreal. Gets you yeah. outside, teaches your plants that carrots come from the earth and not a bag in the grocery yeah. store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ab- I absolutely love it. I remember people coming onto my property when I, I don't grow it now. I just have a couple of, but asparagus. And they're like, what is that? And I was like, that's asparagus. And they're like, that's how it grows? I'm like, yeah, because people just see it cut in, in the supermarket. <laughs> they don't realize what it looks like when it's coming out of the ground. Yeah. Like yeah. Nobody has any clue. It looks pretty cool. It, I know. It looks exactly like what it looks like when you cut it <laughs> when it first comes up. And it's like just that stock. And when we had a tour, the people didn't know what the onions were. Like, I don't understand that. And the onions were, were half out of the ground because you don't really bury onions when you grow them. And people are like, what is that? And it's like, that's an onion. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> I know some people wow. get mad at me and I love convenience, but we need to be careful when our food gets so convenient, so cheap. And I'm just as guilty. I'm not saying I'm not. You know, I love my Bojangles and whatnot. But think about that. It, we start to not only not get the benefits from eating raw and fresh vegetables we're not even knowing where it's coming from right. that scares me yeah you know what i mean we we talk about this now that we couldn't even possibly do what our great grandparents did and our grandparents victory gardens mm-hmm. you know there's where you lose me. i have no what's a victory garden that's that's basically what we're doing what our grandparents did after right. world war ii Just everyone plant planted again. their victory garden okay see that i had no idea i think that's awesome yeah. um real quick i know it's one o'clock bethany i don't know how much time we have with you today i i can't thank you enough for being here but there are some more questions that ingrid is just flying through that i wanted to be yeah, able let's to talk a few more out. all right yeah. perfect all right so here we go um any comment about earthworms being good for your soil but chickens eat them yes and yes I mean, earthworms are great. Yeah, earthworms are great for the soil. At least that was something I was taught. 
uh, but chickens I, eat them. I've noticed that my chickens don't eat them as much. They did when they were chicks, but now they kind of ignore them. Anyone else find that? No, mine, mm. mine. Every time, even as hens. I have one that every time I'm digging anywhere, she's right there. Yeah, okay. she knows. That's fine. I have enough. <laughs> um, yeah, aren't, I wouldn't worry about a dwindling earthworm population. <laughs> <laughs> aren't olives toxic until they are brined? I, I said that right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. I don't. Okay. I don't. I, know no, I don't grow olives here. There's a, there's a process, um, like especially there's a kind of olive that. It's invasive, but I, there's a, an amazing uh, couple. They have a podcast called the So Edible Permaculture Podcast, S-O-W, Edible. They're in North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. They would be awesome people for you guys to connect with, like wealth of knowledge. And they grow um, some kind of olive that, that grows in North America, and they do that whole brining process. Um, so for human consumption, yes. I don't know if, if birds, like one of the classic pillars of permaculture companion planting for chickens is to grow like a locust tree or trees in that like Fabiaceae uh, legume family because they'll drop those seed pods and then the birds can eat those seeds so i mean that those aren't palatable to humans but i think that maybe chickens would enjoy them i don't know firsthand though you'd have to give it a try um, and I don't think they would eat them if they were toxic. Also, right, just as right. a question. Yes. Someone has asked if they saw cannabis in the photo. No, that's oh. illegal here. Oh, okay. Just wondering. Would I, did, would I, I ever grow anything illegal? <laughs> I, I what did, is the illegal? plant, though? Because we saw it when we came over there and thought the same thing. What is that? Which... Uh, it the, might be near your blackberries. We did. I don't remember. Yeah, we did. And I'm just. Well, I know there's kind of funny. There yeah. are some plants that look like yeah, that. Yeah, the cleome, which is a, what they call a spider plant spider plant um yeah i don't i don't i don't normally exactly i don't one. normally grow that just because that also kind of came up everywhere but that also has that kind of leaf structure so that might have been something that they saw i'm not yeah. sure can good we cover, visit the cover. olive people that sounds delicious <laughs> yeah bethany what was it called well, so what so amazing what, what was it called again S-O-W, it's so edible super wholesome christian family they built their house it's a passive solar house they do all no-till gardening back to Eden. I think they're eating like 100% from their property now. They have like three little kids they've homeschooled. They're pretty conservative and badass, which is a little bit hard to find in the permaculture world. <laughs> um, so I, I find that to be like pretty wholesome and refreshing. But yeah, definitely, okay. definitely contact them. Okay, we'll definitely have to do that. And um, someone just mentioned comfrey again, and that is a great plant. Is that available in the garden center. I don't remember ever seeing it. I got mine from you. I yeah. So. Um, I think the, you, first mail time, order? the first time I got it, I think the one that I got, cause I know they have like Bocking 13. There's supposed to be one that's less invasive that won't like throw seeds everywhere. I clearly don't have that kind, which is why I'm always giving away comfrey. But um, I got it in a garden center, like a, a oh, small nursery, but in the herb section. Okay. So don't okay. look for it like in with the perennial plants, but look for it in the herb. But I got that at like home, like a more fancy okay. nursery. And but- I, I just wanted to let people know that, you know, this this may seem daunting to see like a, a landscape design like this. It's it's a gift really to have this all drawn up for you. Yeah. And the totally list is. of plants mm-hmm. and to see Ingrid's um beautiful property that she's worked on for how many years i mean seven eight seven eight years <laughs> yeah. i mean she started with a lawn right 
and a few yard trees there, large yep. yard trees. Yep. So I just want to encourage everybody just to start, yeah. you know, uh, just throw out some clover at the right time of year around your chicken coop, you know, maybe protect it until it seeds or, you know, just something, yeah. a, a, a we started potted just, comfrey or. We started with a couple of beds. That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah, and, just start and with something. We only have a quarter of an acre, so it's not like you don't have you don't need a lot of room. I mean, I do all that on a quarter of an acre. And, it, and it's like chickens too. Like if you have a lot of chickens, it's a lot of work, or it can be a lot of work. Um, if you have a few chickens, it's not as much work. Just start out with what you have time for, right. or make some time, and you mm -hmm. might be really surprised how easy it is and how enjoyable it is. Really, because right. mm -hmm. yep. we do waste a lot of time. We do. Amy Meyer asks, is it safe to let my chickens free range if my husband had treated the yard last summer with pesticide to prevent mosquitoes? Yeah. Just want to make sure it's safe now for my chickens. Thank you. Um, so it was, it's kind of a bug guy question. Yeah, and, take it. Well, well, hold, but there's things I wanted to explain before we can even answer that question because – Right away, I see, and it might be just in terminology, a major mistake when it comes to if you are going to treat for mosquitoes. Because uh, I do see this all the time. Mm -hmm. People get it wrong. Uh, I love when people are like, oh, God, the mosquitoes all of a sudden are around. I mean, the mosquitoes are always around. What you have to realize is if you think about it, when you're outside, when you are going to get potentially bit is at night. And in the morning, mm -hmm. and it's because the mosquitoes are actually very soft body. They don't do well in the middle of the day in high temperatures. And so they didn't just magically disappear. They went somewhere and they went into that first layer of a forest, if you will, or into the brush. You're going to go into the shady area. So treating your lawn uh, to prevent mosquitoes actually scares me a lot because mm -hmm. one, that's what I call misfiring if you will you, if you're gonna use some type of insecticide which i'm not saying that it's bad you just got to be smart about it uh you don't want to use it where it's wasteful and maybe more harmful to other insects and when i see the word prevent that means repel and a lot of pesticides repel and that can be used if a uh, well using the right area so if you are putting something down in your lawn for mosquitoes i would love to know what it was because if it's labeled for mosquitoes in the lawn that scares me because it's highly repellent. That there's, also means there's huge businesses like mosquito. I don't even want to say, but there's huge businesses right. that, that spray just that. That's what they market. And and right. They, and, they say and it's thinking, natural, but I, I, yeah. well, hold on. I that, don't Matt. know. That's so true. what used to make me mad is when we just well, oh, bug guys get mad. get mad. Well, is spray and pray and just hose everything. I'm yeah. like, no. And, and of course, Yes, uh, but if you are going to treat for mosquitoes, there is a product that it, it requires a special machine that we used to use called a thermofogger, okay? And the pyrethrin in it came from a chrysanthemum chrysanthem oh. flower, so it is natural and organic. Uh, you don't want to breathe it in or whatever, but if you go and treat where these mosquitoes are isolated during the daytime, it's like you've got a whole cluster of them, and you go through and you use a thermofogger because the particles are really, really small, you will do what's called a reduction, Okay, which will lead to prevention at night times. You're going to reduce the population. But once it dissipates, it's harmless. Okay, so the point I want to make is if you're out there and you're going to use something, uh, some form of pesticides, read the label. And if there was something labeled for spraying your lawn for mosquitoes as a prevention, that just scares me. Yeah, I can't that doesn't seem appropriate. Oh, it's going to. But uh, I, I mean, I don't use any pesticides. Nothing. Also, uh, keep in mind. Not that around my food source. 
Keep I, in mind that there's a lot of bees that live in the ground. So when we spray the ground for pests or weeds and things like that, there's fireflies and a majority of species of bees that come from the un right. underground. So when you do that, you're you're killing those. That's why you don't see fireflies on people with these manicured lawns. You won't see the fireflies at night. So, but now mm -hmm. to get to the question, the question was, is it safe? So I just, I wanted to. We need to know what it was. We need to know what it was yeah. because in that label, it will tell you how long until you can allow your pets typically to come back in the area. And even then makes me nervous. It does make me nervous. Because yeah. I can go on and on about how certain different formulations are going to suspend on a surface. And, and if it gets wet, it'll come off on you, especially our, you know, our farmers that go out to the large cornfields. It is nasty. You go out there, especially in the morning to pick corn, and it's wet. It it can come off, even though it's designed mm -hmm. not to. So there's a lot more to that. But And if there's an insecticide that is around for a year, then I would be really, really nervous. So to, just to, – and I'll let you guys take it from here. But read whatever it is that you used, and it should have it on there for you, everything you need to know. Or just don't spray yeah. Well, and I'm not <laughs> saying that. We got to be very careful. This is I'm not saying a, it. This is I'll not a place. I wouldn't do it. This is not a place for lecture. There but is this nothing is a place, that I would spray. There, nothing. Right. I'm the same way. I nothing. am the same way. And I did it for a living and I hated it because I saw how bad it was abused. But on the other side of the argument, you know, we, I, 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 what is the most dangerous animal on this planet? Us? No. No. The mosquito. Thank you. And yeah. so. I thought it was a hippo. There's a lot of plants that I bet Bethany could ramble off about for uh, mosquito deterrent. So you can make an argument that there have been products over the years when properly used to help save lives, but it still goes back into prevention. So I want to be careful because I know, boy, we got some people pissed off last week, but it's like I'm not lecturing. I just want people to not be scared to ask. And, and you know, because that's the other thing I'm seeing, too, is a lot of people are just scared to ask because they're going to be like, I don't want to sound well, stupid, but it's important to. Don't mosquitoes breed in standing water? So Absolutely. So you have to deal with the standing water. And if you do have, like we have rain barrels or cistern, whatever, you can use mosquito dunks, which you can drink. Like they use them in troughs and, troughs and stuff for, for horses, and that will keep them. Or like you said, uh, olive oil on the mm -hmm. on the top, the surface of, of mm -hmm. it, right? Yep. Oil? Yeah, because it, it suffocates them. The farmers back in the old days used to do this. This is mm -hmm. kind of nasty to think about. They would take their used... Uh, motor oil mm -hmm. and dump it in the pond and it would come right to the surface and it would suffocate the larva well, I'm not they... saying to put yeah we're, we're not saying to do that <laughs> i know it's I'm the just... same concept right, right. Yeah. same concept you're Anyways. trying to keep the mosquitoes at yeah. bay i mean uh, ingrid you're right then that's exactly what matt said one time when i told him hey i've got mosquitoes what what should i do you're like eliminate all the standing water don't forget to look up look at your gutters you know well, yeah that's yeah. very true you got to eliminate where they breed and that's just true you know what mosquitoes a fly a lot of people don't realize that it's diptera when they have two wings it's a type of fly um so that's true with all flies you got to get rid of the breeding source that's the best way if you don't want to deal with them as a pest get rid of why they're there and the ability to reproduce and you know you're not going to eliminate shady areas but hopefully it makes sense. But there are products that are specific for that. Now, if I may say, because I hate mosquitoes, um, I am a huge fan of a product. I don't know if it's still even out. That is a inhibitor that we used to sell to outdoor dining areas. It's called Incognito. I don't know if it's still out there. It might be. It is one of the best devices that's pesticide-free. Those were great. 
see, and I sold them, I remember, at Nan's restaurant that was on the lake, and they were just getting eaten up by mosquitoes. And it's an inhibitor. So, again, understand what you're dealing with. Understand the pest. Mosquitoes come bite you because they knew you were a, you were a, a, a human, that you were a food source. And they know that by a heat image and your CO2. So this inhibitor would block their ability to know you're a blood source. Well, if they don't eat you, 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 they are actually a pest when you think about it. So, again, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, it's a, in my opinion, if you're going to spend some money, some, spend some time to prevent mosquitoes, that is one of the best ways to do it. And fans. I could go on and on. Yeah, fans. Or some plants to deter them. Yeah. yeah. Are, there, are there plants? I mean, they say citronella, but I don't really find that works. And the other thing is with plants, you you have to be like in the plant. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not standing in a seat. Like I'm not standing on my rosemary or something that's preventing, you know what I mean? Right. They, these things that are supposed to just deter pests of bugs and stuff is a great concept. But unless you're like, stand, like I said, sitting in it, is it going to help? Right. At our house like, in New York, we surrounded the front porch with lemongrass, rosemary, lavender, and probably other citronella things. citronella mm-hmm. and we had very few mosquitoes that year that i actually took care of all of that anyways yeah i mean she's right i was shocked yeah. i was shocked but there there it, it's it's not it's not going to hurt anything no it definitely no it definitely i don't think that it i do think it does work i just saying that when i'm getting eaten alive it's cuz i'm out in my garden at night gardening because it's not a thousand degrees and i'm out there and i'm getting eaten alive right it has nothing to do with your perfume it has it's it's heavy Mm -hmm. breathers and we all have met the people that if you touch them they're constantly warm non is constantly warm i'm cold so i hardly ever get bitten she'll get bitten by a mosquito indoors in january in upstate new york i've seen it it's like Mm -hmm. they just you are a huge heat image and it's really that simple all right. Anyways, moving. We on. have a question because Matt wants me to get to all the questions. Yes. I'm switching my nine-week-old chicks from starter to grower feed. They're super picky, and I notice they don't really want to eat the new feed. They mm-hmm. just flick it out. Is this normal? Um, we heard Dr. Crespo talk about, or some one. I it was a vet talk about how they pick out. They they want to uncover. No, it was pull it shut guy. That inventor. Uh, they want to pull pull out the feed or coop works maybe i don't know some somebody i'm sorry i'm trying to remember no, it was the koopala yes. it, was it that guy mm-hmm. because they want to pull the feed out and see what's underneath it i believe it's just one of the little quirks about them i think nine weeks is a little young too i thought it was like 16 or 12 i, I, I don't think it's the feed is is my answer i'm sorry that was rambling <laughs> Anyways, really well, we, we can it's, probably it's, it's not the feed. That's just one of the. We could probably get back them. and talk to uh, about that. But is there any more questions specific to the planting? If you have it, do it now before we say goodbye to Bethany. But hopefully, Bethany, we're going to see you very soon. Um, you mentioned you're engaged. Congratulations there. I did not know that. Um, any plans soon to expand onto the family? So we're going to get married in September, and we've been going back and forth on wedding plans for months and not set a date. So. We finally sat down and decided we're going to invite all of our friends to come camp with us in Arizona at one of our favorite lakes and spend the day trout fishing and have a huge bonfire and not do the traditional wedding thing at all. That is awesome. I I love that. I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. Now we're actually excited about it. Um, And then I would love to get pregnant soon, but um, we're still discussing exact timelines. 
Okay. Well, listen, Bethany, I can't thank you enough for your time. It was so generous. It's so great to have you on, even a subject I'm not an expert on. Just love uh, what you're doing out there and your ability to help share the information that you have inside that brain of yours to help us and help the chicken community. Yeah. And can you tell us about your, you have Instagram, you have a podcast. Yeah. Tell Uh, everybody where to find you. Instagram, Environmental Harmony, um, environmentalharmony.com, the Environmental Harmony podcast. We keep it pretty straightforward. And you can find my personal Instagram is Bethany Growing Forward. And I am still doing a lot of remote design work for people and soil analysis using microscopy to analyze microorganisms. So if you're interested in those services, you can get in contact with me on my website as well. Okay, great. Thank you, Bethany. Awesome. So one last question, because Bethany asked me this when I was on her show, and I'm like, oh, I I don't even remember my answer. I'm sure I pulled something out. Um, And I don't remember the exact question, but it's very interesting. What are you reading right now? Um, Right now, I am reading a book on making vinegars Mm. by Pascal Badour, who I'm actually going to have on my podcast soon. He's got a phenomenal Instagram following. He's done TED Talks and stuff. Um, so I've been learning how to ferment and make vinegars from a couple of his books. Outstanding. Yeah. Called How to Invest in Real Estate by the founder of the Bigger Pockets Network and one of his cohorts. Because we're looking at buying some investment properties. Here awesome. That's well, a smart, very smart way to grow your money. All right, Bethany, thank you so much. It's thank great you. to see thank you. you we will talk soon. Great to see you guys as well. Have a good day. Thank you. you. Too. you thank too. you. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Especially in a subject I really don't know what the heck you guys are talking about. I had to get a little bit out talking about mosquitoes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it made me realize we should do a, I always wanted to start a pest company where it's pest. Stop. Don't you have enough to do? Stop. No, I'm about ready to retire. I don't know. And because there's just so many things I want to share with people so they're not getting robbed. Yeah. They're being smart. It's being smart for the environment, all that. I just, there's so much I have learned that it's like, you know, if you go to buy a, a used car, you're going to call your used car buddy, salesman, person, whatever, yeah. right? To hopefully get some inside information. That's why I always want to do as the, uh, an exterminator consultant. Maybe you can just be a mentor. Well, that's what I mean. I, yeah, and I just love mentoring. All right. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that. We got, you know. I did. Looks like nine more minutes. If there's any other questions, especially about chicken related or something else we can help you guys with. But I do need to mention some things. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, that wasn't for you. That was. I have, Ingrid side. <laughs> All right. Keep talking. That I was audible. Take a little Maybe break. that. Oh, this is our part where it's free game. We can do whatever we. <laughs> no, don't. I'll hold it if I have to. <laughs> Uh, all right, so well, and someone was just talking about healthy straw. We're gonna go do a video on healthy straw. We need to. Didn't we do that? We're gonna do a, a real long format video in, in a short way on healthy straw. <laughs> See, isn't it weird? She walks out, almost feel like, oh, what do we do now? Oh, um. <laughs> By the way, the poop in the bags is performing well. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to finish my breakfast. Yeah. So we're gonna the go out. The healthy straw is performing well. We're gonna go out and do. It is the healthy straw is performing incredibly well. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go out, and I'm telling you, we have double the amount of chickens we should inside the chicken coop out front of the shop. And I am not a fan of putting anything inside your run because you shouldn't have to. And we're free ranging oh, yeah. whatever. We talk, tell people all the time to put stuff in their run. Well, if you're going to. No, they, they, you have to because they... Well, if you don't free range. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because they, they work it so much that the, it disappears. The healthy straw is blowing me away. 
I mean it. I mean it. Yes, I want to sell it, but I want to sell it because I want to help people. If you have a run, you know, you built your own coop, one of the big mistakes you can make. And if you didn't do this, put a solid roof over your run, it's screened or whatever. It becomes a mess inside. The healthy straw so far is doing really well. How long ago now did we put the healthy straw in the run? I think it was like three weeks ago. Okay. So I am, it wasn't last week. It was probably the week before. Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to go in there now and kind of pull it up and see what's going on underneath. Okay, just to make I'm sure. Because I don't want to promote something that it could turn into a negative circumstance. But right now, I'm blown away. Especially that we got 24 chickens in a coop that you shouldn't have more than 12. I mean, I'm breaking all the rules. Mm. And it's working extremely well. Of course, the industrial hemp inside the hen house is doing incredibly well. We have so many people that come here now. They're like, wow. I can't believe it, Matt. You're right. It doesn't smell. And I said, yeah, not only that, but I have double the amount of chickens in here. They're like, oh, you're breaking your own rules. So we got to do that. And we need to do the video. We got to get this biopod that we talked about last week mm -hmm. um, started. So can we do that today? Yes. Thank you. Very. We do have a meeting with Nan after the... Oh, okay, no. So... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Show flow. Uh, okay. And I also wanted to say something that might be coming up. I don't know. I, I did have a conversation with a very interesting gentleman this morning and he, we got to make sure one of our coops is predator proof, which we know it is, but the predator we may have to prevent is quite interesting. Really? Bigfoot. Huh? It is so interesting. They, uh, I can't say too much, but supposedly Bigfoot broke into their chicken coop and they have learned to leave some eggs out for Bigfoot. The Bigfoot in return leaves gifts. Like what? Rocks. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the things, I, you know, I, I don't. Kind of, I don't know if that's really a nice gift. You're, if you're Bigfoot, the fact that you would, and they, they were telling me stories about how that there are fish, that they would fish and they would throw it into the woods and they leave it for Bigfoot and the Bigfoot would leave rocks or just stuff there. I mean, okay. it was just amazing. I know. It's what so, state is this? Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get the exact state. I mean, it just, it was so amazing. But oh. I was like, oh my gosh, we oh. need, we need to do a video on a Bigfoot proofed Chicken coop. Ingrid is so not impressed right yeah. now. I thought I, it was fascinating. I, I see. Why is it so cold in Into here? Into the uh, mic. Into the why mic. Why is it so cold in oh, here? Are we Nan like... just said, uh, do you want the air on? And yeah. he said, yeah. yeah it's well, kind so, of... so we're, like, we're going to hang meat in here? What are we doing? <laughs> it's not that cold. Hey, I see Simon says encourage bats to your area. They can eat 3,000 mosquitoes Yeah, bats are great. Yeah, and I forgot about that too. So um, Elizabeth Gottfried asked if we were if CC was going to build bat houses. Yeah. So I used to build bat houses. Um, I would love to build bat houses again. Here comes Don. I, I, okay. I want one, but I'm going to plant it on my neighbor's tree because I don't want the guano. I so badly want to build bat houses <laughs> I mean, I do, because I, don't want too much I am a huge fan. Again, biological yeah, pest control. I Put totally them on the forgot. paper. So, but when it comes to bat houses, and God knows we have enough of scrap hardware cloth to put on the inside because that's what they're going to hang on to and sleep upside down. It's about positioning. Yeah. The bats will not go to that bat house if you don't position it just right. Bats actually want to be warm. Mm 
Yeah. Um, so you got to get up in the trees, but you got to get it where, or it's actually even better on the side of a house because they want to make sure they're safe from daytime predators. I have one, and I don't think I, it's ever had a it's, bad enough. Yeah. So isn't the the guano though? If it's if it's too much of it, isn't that really bad? Horrible. What happens yeah. is it gets into the attics. Right. And I kid you not. God, do I wish. Well, sometimes there were smartphones back in the day. I've gone into state homes where we go up into the attic. The amount of guano. It is inches, if not a foot thick. Oh. Like it is. But it's like pet, like it's harmful for you, isn't Extremely, it? yeah, because yeah. you disturb it. And it's, uh, I want to say it was the hantavirus is, is the bad yeah. with uh, the guano from bats. And just loaded with bats. And of course, they want you to kill them. I'm like, no, it's the worst thing to do is to kill the bats. But what does the state know? So you funnel them out. You give them, anyways, it's so easy to prevent bats in your house. When do you when do I move new pullets into the coop with the large hens? Also is the best way to do it still to place them on the roosting bars at night. That is the best time, but you're not going to fool them. They're still going to fight in the morning or not fight, but they're going to establish their pecking order. Right, Ingrid? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not people say do it at night and they'll wake up and be friends. Not really. No. It, 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 okay. it and and wait until they're mostly the same size. There you go. Step one. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I. I mean. Yeah. It takes. I think two weeks to sort itself out. Step two. What do you think? I mean, it depends on how much space there is. Mm -hmm. It could be one day if there's plenty of space. Step two. Secondary feeding and watering free range. Area. Free range. Free yeah. range. Free range. Free range. I want to do a TikTok. I, I kind well, of well, and one. and to free range, I would let the older ones out and keep the younger ones in. To give them a little bit of space because the younger ones have a new space and you want them to imprint to their new home. Oh, that's a good and, point. And the older ones, let them out because they'll come back mm -hmm. and just to give them a little break during the day is that's nice. A, that's a great if idea. You can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to start standing by the statement that if you are having any problems with chickens, let them free range. That'll solve 99% of your problems. But it does start with the coop and having the ability to free range in the first place. Um, all right, it is 1.28 p.m., and it is Friday. Thank God our audience. Cinco de Mayo. Yes, thank you so much for being here. Next week, do we already have something on schedule? For Saturday Lime. Yay. I thought so. Do we have a product sample, or let's get one? Um, I, I have one. I'll bring it in. Okay, great. Um, yeah, someone was here yesterday asking if we kept it in stock. I said, you know, it's funny you bring that up. We're going to have them on a show upcoming yeah. soon. I'll see um, exactly who we're gonna have on and see if we can um, um, if we can do like something where we can have it on. Maybe I'll bring my poop bags back in. All right, real quick. What is so. the best thing for me to buy for dust baths? Well, if you free range, you don't have to buy anything. Um, they will go figure out where to dust bath. But if you're gonna make a dust bath, do you really have to buy anything? I mean, if you got a fireplace, there's always you know hardwood type ashes. Yeah. I use dirt. A fireplace ash and maybe a little bit of um, food safe diatomaceous earth just like a handful it sounds yep. like you guys need to get kicked out of the studio so i can set up the flock shop for people to pick up stuff. i know <laughs> i know so and we may change it i thought about taking the studio to the new home and uh doing turning that into a full no <sighs> somebody said that they can't find healthy straw on the website and they Ooh. asked me where i'm hiding it and i'm not hiding it it's here yes it is here so sh share it share it uh, show the world uh, oh, your right, beautiful right. Ch your beautiful chicken, where is it? your beautiful website all right wait 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 boom share share there we go okay that's matt's Check. must have 
Okay. Um, so under Coop Accessories on the Flock Shop, I think it kind of went to the- Can we start at home? Let's start- No, no. Stop it. Why? There's the there healthy straw. But it's on the bottom. Hold on. Hold on. But there, It's under Coop Accessories. May I please? No. But I'm, I'm not I'm having a, this conversation. I'm about we're, we're to answer. Move. move on. I'm about to- It's 1.30. No. Hold <laughs> Friday, on. May 5th. One. Stop. Someone says, I can't find it. They probably can't find it because of the navigation. No, they couldn't find They find the other accessories. They just didn't see the farm straw. It's just, it's at the bottom. Keep scrolling. So, can we please, let's start right at the home and show people how to get to the farm straw. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Do you see? This is why yeah, I have to retire. I, I it's, it's out of my control. Um, That's the flock. Yeah, we're not at the flock. Okay, go home. Go, let's go home real quick. All right, here we are. So, of course, Carolina Coops. Are we spinning into retirement? Jeez, carolinacoops.com. You know, there are so many compliments, Ingrid, on your website. Yeah. It's absolutely I, I incredible. Every, we got even more compliments from, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Ingrid's a pro, but there were people that are in the industry of video production going, who's your editor? I was like, you ain't having her. All right, anyways, so you go home, shop accessories, or shop. I just did shop coop accessories. Okay, drop down menu, coop accessories. It brings you to the Carolina Coops Flock Shop.com. And the reason, yeah, and the reason why that this is separate is because it's a separate, um, it's not WordPress. So we got WordPress, we got Shopify. It's a different um, platform. Right. This is our website, and we did this so that you guys can have the, the convenience and the luxury of just clicking, buying, check out, and have it brought to you. Even though you can always give us a call, uh, Ingrid worked so hard on making it. You wouldn't believe how hard it is to have a product that you can just click and buy on, online. Yeah. All right. So, so we're, I just clicked on Coop Accessories from the Flock Shop. And then we're just going to keep on scrolling down, scrolling down. And all the beautiful products. Oh, yeah. Love oh. the products. Boom. So we need to start uh, selling this uh, healthy straw, farm straw. It's $45 if you pick it up. What is it for? Oh, no. It's $45 no, no. with shipping. It's 30 if you pick it up. $30 if you pick it up. It's $45 includes shipping. Pick up price. Okay. But, yes. yep. So, but $45 with shipping. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is such a steal. So again, guys, I want to be crystal clear. This is a product that we promote if you're going to use something in your run or if you are working with ducks and you want to put it in your duck house, even though you can get away with hemp, the healthy straw from our experts have said it's a little bit softer, which is what our webbed. I, I've used it with chicks. Oh, yeah. With chicks. Yeah. That's a great point. All right. Um, can I get a run for my shed? Absolutely. There's nothing we can't do. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to see you next week where we're going to have Saturday Lime. First Saturday. First Lime. Saturday Lime. And it's going to be the inventors, the company, the owners. Somebody from the company. I'm not Represent. Yes. A representative. And we'll talk about that because people have been asking a lot about it. And it's, it's from what I can see, it doesn't seem like there's anything bad about it. So we want to have them on. All righty. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We got some see videos to shoot. We'll see you later.